ticket with the programming I'm chasing him. I'm Captain America. And along with me is Flat Stanley. Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> the Bill Grunler frozen thumbnail from Around the Whiteboard yesterday. <laughs> Oh, I tell you what, get with the programming is 0 for 2. In the, uh, well, I guess I got my first one, but I, I lost the second one. Yeah, it was a... Uh, it's a good show. It's a good show. I, no, it was a good show. Um, you know what's crazy is uh, the... Because of the condensed time frame that mm. you have to speak... Mm-hmm. Like you get the question, and it's like, fuck, there's a lot of there's a lot I could talk about on this, so what do I choose? Yeah. And so like the whole discussion, like when Pat said, Oh, Bill's wrong, which I was like, I was like, Oh, okay, we're coming out like it's that. It's like, ooh, quiet, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna grab you by your fucking chest there and throw your ass to the ground. We think about that. Um the uh the competition thing, like I I I really honestly believe that yes, it's a platform, but like people i don't think we get people because of the games it's part it's like oh well, look at that cool thing you know mm-hmm. so i really think i really that 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 topic that question yeah um i think would be a really fun topic to, to just air out whether it's like on you know seven show or even our show or whatever just to talk about because i think it's a that a yeah it was talk about it you know well that's the challenging thing in that format is that you got 60 seconds and i love the truncated window like the, it's the, best. It, like the filibustering show, like <laughs> just, well, that, that's can why you make five minutes and Sevon's is two hours and 35 yeah, minutes. It's like, can you make a concise direct point? It's almost like coaching. Yeah. It's like coaching cues, yeah. clear, actionable coaching cues. So yeah. Uh, if you guys know what we're talking about is the around the whiteboard is the uh, Pedro's show of coffee pods and wants. And uh, for some reason, uh, as a, out of disrespect to Bill, that he still has the Bella Martin, uh, Lucy Campbell, and John Singleton episode uh, on there. I guess he just doesn't know how to use a YouTube channel. But uh, Bill's is right there. And then you have, uh, <laughs> it looks like, I want to say, Taylor Trump. Like if Donald Trump was just an angrier, redheaded person, <laughs> it would be Taylor <laughs> But uh, it's been a good show. It's been a good show. I think uh, Hiller is in like the super finals. And then uh, who won last week or yesterday? Was it Pat? Pat won, yeah. Okay, Pat By won. Point 0.5. By point 0.5, yes. Oh, yes, the half points. <laughs> the wonderful half points. But uh, yeah, it was a good show. So good job. That was your first uh, kind of game show, right? Just Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And it was hard. Dude, it was... It was legitimately Dude, like hard it is hard <laughs> well, did you get like uh like nervous like excited nervous as you, you know you're going around it's like okay my turn's coming uh, and yeah then you see the clock yeah i would get nervous too it's fun yeah but, well and it was the uh like i was watching the clock so i'm like okay i gotta make sure i can get this stuff in you know you have the things that you want to say and what's what's hard is if if at any point you start to deviate like one sentence will deviate your entire thing that you had that you were going to say in one minute mm. and trying to reorganize that is rough. You know, trying to figure out what you want. It's, it was, it was Why tough. zombie. That's so false because Bella is better looking than all, you know, I'll, I'll leave, I'll speak please, for myself. Bro. No shot. Yeah. Please. I'll stand alone in that fucking category. Please. dude. <laughs> Barclay. 
Uh, Bill was thrown off with the inability to give tactile cues yesterday. That's probably, yes, that's true. <laughs> that is true. But, uh, yeah, it was a good show. If you guys haven't seen that, go to Coffee Pods and Wads. Uh, the format is, is good. And um, I got to be you on You know what's there. great, dude? Pedro's getting better. Like, every show, he's getting better. Getting better and better. It's, yeah. really, it's really cool. It was good. It, like, it, the time's getting more truncated. I think your show is 34 minutes, which is about yeah. perfect for something like that. Totally. And, uh, I think the first one was an hour. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. But the next thing I wanted to share, and if you guys haven't seen this yet, but uh, we got a Christmas present from the Savan podcast, and the trailer for said podcast actually dropped, and uh, I'm going to risk getting a strike on our YouTube channel to uh, play what he's got. A short-ass cameraman going above and beyond? I knew in a moment it must be Savan. What about the camera? Let's flip, let's flip the whole thing no. around. No? Okay. And more rapid than eagles, his team all came as he shouted on Sousa in each member's name. She told you to put your big boy panties on and go talk to her. Really? Yeah. She asked if you were scared of her. What did she tell her? Probably. <laughs> and so to their cameras, his team soon flew with hard drives full of space. And Savan did too. My brother told me, he asked Mariah, yeah. like, are you here because Savan doesn't dare to come here? And she said, yes. But I just went over there and I bought some big boy panties. Oh, nice. Yeah, just, you need those. And I just put them on. Good. Yeah, go find someone else to bother now. <laughs> Down the stadium steps he came with a leap and a bound. He was dressed in his jorts, and his man bun was round. $1,000, whoever cuts his man bun off first, you'd see all these people converging on him. He spoke endless words and went straight to his work, reminding the athletes that he wasn't a jerk. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, he's just standing there filming. I'm just holding, and he's not even breaking camera. <laughs> trying to get myself into the fight, so on. Yeah. A push on record into the brief he goes, then giving a nod up the stairway. Hey, so that's, that's what was missing last couple of years. Like, Warm up here and behind the scenes. So yeah, Brother, super super nice to meet you. I heard him exclaim as he rode out of sight. Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Holding this big head is really, I'm very proud of it. I'm not, I'm, I'm, you nailed it. I actually don't feel any, people are like, oh, I feel so humbled by, I don't feel humbled by it, I feel proud. Like I worked so hard the last two years, I didn't know what the outcome would be. Um, I didn't know if it was gonna be, um, I didn't know what the outcome was gonna be, but I'm very proud of the outcome. Good stuff. I love when he tries to sound humble like that. Yeah, so full of shit. Humble? No, fuck no, I'm not humble. <laughs> Actually, it's like the most authentic version uh, of Savant. My favorite part about that ending when he's just, he's like getting asked this question, like in the middle of answering the question, not even breaking the sentence, he just like goes back to work. Like he sees something and just naturally is like, I'm going to put my can over there. Like yeah. that, I was like, oh gosh, that is, that is. So that's, uh, it's coming in January, 15 episodes I've heard. About 14 hours of uh, content. And I think if you become a member 
uh, on his YouTube channel. They they have these new memberships now, which we need to do. But yeah, um, we just need to give you guys something for it. <laughs> Is that you'll get uh, I think early access to some of the those videos each time. Uh, oh, that'd be cool. I believe that is that is a part of it. But uh, yeah, so that was a uh, early Christmas present or late, depending on who you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know it's from the games, but uh, that came out I think what Christmas Eve. Uh, speaking of, before we get to our topic of the day, which will be, uh, I think a really fun conversation actually. Yeah. Um, how uh, how was your Christmas? Uh, it was great. Um, it's always. It's always unique mm. uh, because, you know, I'm single dad, and so you get your kids at random times or whatever. So uh, I had Joe on, at noon on Christmas Day, and actually she just oh, – nice. uh, her mom picked her up just, like, at noon today. So I've had her this whole time. So we had a blast. And the, the nice thing about it, like, I, I think that it's – for all those divorced parents out there um, know, know this game, that, like, for some people they do it where you alternate. So like yeah. one Christmas, one year you get oh, them for yeah. Christmas and you can kind of enjoy that time. And the next time you don't have them for Christmas and there's like, you know, they fit some other days in there, whatever. Um, but other families will do it where they split the day. And as much as I would love to have the build up the Christmas Eve, all that kind of stuff, I would rather have the day of at noon like we have it mm. because then we get to do our Christmas and we just get to chill. Oh, yeah. Because like, I mean, like Christmas Day, you just want to kind of like piddle around with your things and drink hot chocolate and whatever the dinner is and watch the last couple movies that you're going to watch for the year and like that kind of stuff and just chill out. Yeah. Not rush to get all your presents open, try them out real fast and have to pack real fast because you're going to be moving. So, like uh, but other than that, dude, it was great. And I, I, this kills me every single time. The As a parent, you, you figure out what, what's that toy that what's that thing that they oh, want you know what's okay, santa yeah. gonna give them that big you know, yeah the, the, what the was cool it? the cool thing <clears throat> so santa knows that my daughter loves to sing and she sings all the time okay. non-stop doesn't matter if she's doing homework she's singing if she's taking a shower she's singing if she's going to the bathroom she's singing if she's singing she's singing so um <laughs> i wanted to be able to get her or, or, or i told santa i'm like hey this is what we need to do you need to get her a good microphone, like microphone like this. Ooh, she can yeah, hook up yeah. to her iPad so she can record herself and, and you know, stick her headphones to okay. it. And like, so she's got a monitor and a headphones and all that. Did all this stuff. So Santa set it up, did everything, this amazing setup, yeah. which takes a lot when you try to hook it into an iPad. I'm going to tell you that right <laughs> now. Me and Santa had to do a lot of fucking research to figure out what that was. <laughs> One of the other presents that she got was this thing called a box Bella. Have you ever heard of that? Is this like, um, no, we have a, like a Tony. What? It's like this little cube <laughs> and it's a, it's a, it's a radio. It's a sound box. It's this cube. And I think it's, I think it's called a Tony and you get like characters from like Disney's or other cartoons oh. and you put it on top and it just like plays music. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. You know yeah, what I'm talking yeah, about? yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. this isn't that. This is if you look on YouTube. In fact, I, I bought it off of uh, of uh, Instagram, I think. Mm. Um, and it's, what a, is it it's a headband. It's a headband that has like this little elastic string with a ball on the end. Okay. And you box this ball. And oh. so you got one, two, and see how many times it's like a human version of like the paddle, the mm -hmm. ball and paddle thing that like old people used to have, like myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
And I was like, well, I just, I just thought it was something silly, something fun to kind of bat around, whatever. Dude, she sucked. She tried it with on it on her head. Couldn't really get that. Uh -huh. Like was having a hard time sort of doing it, but like couldn't find the height and whatever. She stuck it to the ceiling and then literally for hours <laughs> batted that thing around. Dude, hours. <laughs> so Didn't fucking pick up the microphone that Santa brought. <laughs> 20 fucking doll little bat bat bop. Santa, Santa and the whole roadie crew that had to assemble this, yes. this, this microphone. And we're gathering and all lots of bawling and from a stream. <laughs> we gathered all this stuff. We're like, hey, like, you know, what do you want to, you know, oh. what do you want to take when you go back to mom's house? You know, do you want to take any stuff? You want to leave it here? And she's like, well, I have to bring my ball because that's the best ball ever. That's so, and I've got to be playing Mike. Isn't that what always happens, right? Like, every the, time, the dumbest, cheapest thing you could get tends to be the best one and you spent like whatever amount of time and money on this other thing I, I, dude every single time so all the parents out there that always get stressed out know that that will happen every single fucking it's year a good and memory. zombie to your point right here um yeah that's the, what you got right that was a christmas present you got that was what i got gave. uh last christmas yeah you want to know what my daughter got me for this christmas? i was gonna ask what what is the gift this year that you uh that you loved it was a baby yoda single waffle maker Oh, dude. Like a single serve waffle, waffle. And like, so we had waffles, dude, every day. Little baby Yoda waffles, little ears and the little floating ball. I like it. And she got me a big old mug. So I'm like, dude, my daughter knows me. That's good. It was good. That's really yeah. good. Yours? How was uh, it? Santa. <clears throat> so Dylan asked Santa for a race track, like a oh, pit crew girl. Matchbox. Huh? Or him. Matchbox car racetrack. Yeah. So Santa got this like four looped speed power thing. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> Dylan. <laughs> no, not the hand crank. Like the ones that uh, it's, it's, it looks like a four leaf clover. Okay. And, and it's a track and it's for a matchbox car, but it has these, this thing in the middle that basically like shoots them through. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, okay. And like okay. Dylan could figure out like how many he could get. I think he got up to like five or six cars. Just looping through this thing. It got really freaking old, really freaking fast. It was like, <laughs> just, just like for hours. But he loved it. And then Blake got her big girl bike. Oh, dang. Yeah, got the big How's girl she riding bike. on that good? Uh, we haven't put her on it yet. She's really, so she, uh, Dylan and Blake both started on um, Striders. Yeah. Right. And I, just from my experience, Striders into a regular bike is the fastest transition rather than training wheels and taking the training wheels off. Dude, 100%. It's Why not did we not close. have those when we were kids? What the hell? Right. Like, I remember training wheel, like on a bike, I would just lean <laughs> into my wheels and then we took them off. I'm like, I have no balance because I just rested on my wheels. And what we found was the combo of, they both have big wheels as well. Oh, so yeah. the balance they learned from the Strider and then how to pedal on the big wheel and then you just put them together. And like Dylan picked up riding a bike in 10 minutes. Dude. It was wild. So yeah. Nuts. Um, yeah, that Strider, uh, my brother, uh, his son, Luke, has one of those. Yeah. And he's already, he's two, he's like two and a half now. He rides it at the uh, the skate park, kind of oh, like wow. Sevon's kids. He's yeah. Like, he's dropping in on those things. And it's like, wow. Yeah. That's badass. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool. But um, all right. Hey, let's talk shop. Let's do it. Let's talk shop. Before you guys do anything, though, if you, if you need a Christmas gift belated or an open gift coming up, 
Go to element26.co. It's all the gear, everything you need, thumb tape, grip, knee sleeves, elbow sleeves, weight belts. Uh, I just got word that new grips, not even on the site yet, been designed, made, and may be coming soon. So those, those guys are, I feel like they're on the uh, research and development. Yeah. Every like quarter, they get a new kind of, yeah. of, uh, of grip. So be on the lookout. So, so maybe don't buy the grips yet. Maybe wait till January. I, I heard whispers at January, brand new designed grips right in time for the open is uh, coming down the pipeline. But uh, if you do go to element26.co, make sure you use the code GWTP15 for 15% off. Uh, and as Halpin said, is uh, his favorite knee sleeves. And Judy, uh, if you need them, you know where to go, go and you know how to get them. get them for cheap. All right, the debate begins, Bill. How did this even get sparked, by the way? Um, I think one of the questions... Uh, it, I think this all centered well, around talk, like we, dot we com. We talked about it for a while. Yeah. It, it, yeah, there was a couple, there were a couple dot com and cap copies that popped up yes um well, I, well i'll even go further back than that how many cats been going around what a year and a half now two years mm, three three years at now? least yeah. two but i think going on three and for the like as far as like people who've talked to cat like we have had two big shows with all those guys over the yeah. last couple of years. Like when it first came yeah. out, we had him on the show. It was James, Austin, and Spencer Hendel. And then we had, uh, I think it was Austin and James. We, we've had them on twice already yeah. on this show. Yeah. And, and the idea was, you know, with all of the other uh, programs and camps and names and people putting out templated programs, that was CrossFit's first attempt at doing like, well, if everyone else is going to do that, okay, here's here's something we can do. And right. there was the idea of it being a revenue stream. Mm-hmm. Um, that went, it was supposed to be free for a while and then it went to a paid, uh, program and then some time went by and then they decided that like, okay, this is going to be one of the things that they add as an affiliate tool. It's like, here you have this, this, this program. Yep. Um, then it was, then we started seeing some of like the, the, the waving back and forth where there were a couple cap and com were the same workout. And right. that kind of, at least within our little chat, that started a, like, well, what the, a why? There was a why. I guess mine was yeah, more of a why. Yeah, we found out the why. That, mine was more of a why. <clears throat> um, uh, and I think that's where it started from. And then, you know, we got the question on um, the around the, the, the whiteboard yesterday, which was, mm. mm-hmm. should cap be, should cap and dot com be the same thing? And I think that's kind of where it started from was like, okay, well, maybe, maybe we need to, talk. I mean, it's programming. So we need to talk about the program. We've talked about what <laughs> yeah. .com is when we've had all the guest programmers come in, mm-hmm. the programming into the ether, the programming, not for anyone specific, but everyone at the same time, you know, holding true to the true values of what CrossFit is, the constantly varied functional movements done at high intensity, the um, you know, moving large loads, long distances quickly, all of the things. Right. Um, and then all of a sudden we have cap, which is a templated program that is designed to help. I mean, I, I would, I would say like my, my take on that in the, at the show yesterday was com was for the individual and cap is for the head coach or the business. 
Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, again, it was it was hard to. Pat, Pat said a comment where he was like, you know, there's a lot of people that can take a, a program that don't that doesn't know shit about. I think I think I said, if you can't program for your gym, you shouldn't be a coach. Is what I said. What I meant <laughs> yes. was head coach. Got it. What I not not like your coaching staff. I yeah, mean, yeah. not everyone's going to. I'm, I'm talking about the coach. Right. Not the rest of your assistants. So, yeah. Uh, but I think like that's what I think. I mean, that, that one is for the business side uh-huh. and one is for the individual side. I mean, uh, the goal, I don't think, in cap is for the individual. It's to allow more time for the coach and for the business owner, I guess, especially if they're if they're mm-hmm. if you have a if you have a small team. You have a small team <laughs> um, to free up some time so you don't have to program. I mean, you know how long programming takes. Yeah. Us, we're nerds about it. So if I can take extra long, right. like, it's like <laughs> loving this and loving that, you know? So, yeah. Well, and where it started. Yeah. And so part of this debate is we would like to walk people through the challenges, the differences between the two, our preferences as an affiliate owner, um, options if you are an affiliate owner and don't want to be the programmer or have that. And, uh, and it's not just cap, right? It's, it's all these affiliate programs out there. Yeah. That's in, I won't even get into too much detail about most of those, but the thing with cap, if you guys aren't aware is that it isn't exactly expressed for the individual like.com. And I think that is a good differentiate, uh, like the difference that you put out there. I like that. Uh, Cap is designed, I would say, more friendly for affiliates, top to bottom, based off movements program, length of the the actual workout. But the biggest part about Cap, if you guys don't know about it, is that the amount of information and details and stimulus achieved and scaling options and modifications and lesson plans – the amount of detail that comes with every single workout, every single workout of the day comes with a four-minute explanation video. Every workout, every day. Every week has a week video of the overview of the week. Every month, there's a video of the overview of the month. Not to mention every single thing you get every single day. And it is geared to actually help develop coaches, the coaching staff, and educate programmers. The workout's the workout. Right? And, and we know this, right? The, there is nothing inherently special about one program or the other. It's all CrossFit. Now, it's, it's how you apply it, right? How you piece the puzzles together. But at the end of the day, there's, there's not, like we always say, there's not the perfect program. There's bad ones out there for sure. Yeah. But I think the information that comes with CAP is, is huge. Right? And so that, that leads me to... My, here's my stance on it, right? This isn't going to be like a marathon episode. My stance is I will always encourage an affiliate owner to program for their affiliate themselves or have someone on your staff that does that because nobody knows what your athletes need better than you, whether you're the owner or the head programmer and you're there every day, you know who's coming in the gym, you know what they need as a total group, you can scale it individually way easier. I will always advocate for someone to do in-house programming themselves over anything, anything out there. There is nothing better than doing in-house programming for your affiliate. That being said, 
if you're a shitty programmer, then we can start talking about maybe doing some outsourcing. But right off the bat, and that'll be a part B we can talk about later, but my fir- a firm belief is if you want to get the most out of your community and for them, programming for them is the first place to start. So I'm all I'm team in-house, like without question. Yeah, totally. And I and I agree with that. And and as a let's say you you are starting out your gym. You're starting from ground level, you know, you have some people that you train with or you have the ways that you work with, whatever. One of the things that I think develops your community is that program is your workout. I mean, they're, they're going to see it as like the, you know, the, the community is built around your workout, but it's built around what you're designing. Mm-hmm. And part of the re part of the thing that you're designing is, and being the designer is you get to explain what that is now. Yes. On cap, it'll say, here's the stimulus, here are the scales, here's this, here's that. And that's cool. I mean, like I, I like all the stuff that they have. I think it's great that they have that. Um, it would be worthless if they didn't include all of that stuff because then it's like, why even, then it's just dot com. That'd be (laughs) right. right. It's It's just a different dot com. Totally. Um, what up, Eaton? Hey, what's Uh, up? Thanks for that. I, I, I do think it's important to have what I see cap as for those that either are not a, are, I don't want to say a bad programmer yet is an inexperienced programmer. Yeah. Novice. It is. If you look at that, you should be able, it, it, I like the idea of taking it, Okay, now how do I make this mine? Mm-hmm. It's a tool. It's a tool. In fact, when they have the cap, I mean, it isn't just the one workout. They also have, if you want a strength piece, here's a strength piece. Here's yes. some accessory things. I mean, Work they have weakness. all of the yeah. things in there. Not to say you need to do all of the things, but you can also pick and choose what you want to do out of that too. You can say, oh, all right, well, let me look at their, let me take their time frame. What mm-hmm. do they do for the week on their time frame? All right, I'm gonna build this way. 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 I mean, because if you're, you're talking, if you want to be a coach, and one of the things that we as you know as CrossFit say, we have top level coaches. Yes, a top level coach isn't the person that just can say certain words. Right, because a top level coach isn't someone that can pick the right playlist on the radio on the on the on the iPad or whatever and hit the three, two, one, go button on the clock, or is technically sound with us. The coach is not only are they going to be able to give you all the right clues in, well, in cues and, and fixes and modifications and scales, but then you, you go to the top level coach. They're the ones that's going to be programming that stuff out to be able to disseminate that to your group. So I, I, I mean, I love it as a tool, but I don't think it should be the same. I don't think that I do not like the idea that someone would be taking cap and not having anybody building their own prescription you know what i mean it's like if if we are the you know in glassman used to say this all the time that like we're the doctors Mm -hmm. you know we're we're the we're the holistic doctors in our little med stop box over here right what's the prescription that i'm giving them here's how you eat here's how you move here's how you move correctly and if you can't do those things, here's how I get you to move to, to move closer to those things. Well, am I just going like, okay, you feel like how? Let me look in this book. All right, take two of these, three of those, and four of those. Yeah. Am I a doctor? No. <laughs> you know, I'm 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 WebMD and I don't want to be WebMD. I want to be a badass coach. Mm. So I, I 
I like it as a tool. I really do. But I will always, and I'll say this, if you are a, an affiliate owner or a, a, a head coach and you, you are outsourcing, whether it's, you know, to cap or to mayhem or to whatever the, the other programs that's out there. I hope that at some point you have someone that is at least experimenting with programming. I mean, design your, I mean, even, yeah. even when you're doing like, if you're doing coaches meetings or whatever, Hey, what would you have come up for this week? Give me, give me a couple workouts or do that. Have everyone bring like a workout each. So if you have five coaches, you get five, you get five workouts, you know, if you once a week or every two weeks, you get 10 workouts over the course of the month. So in a year's time, you're going to have a shit ton of workouts. You guys could all put together and you got a whole year of your programming. Well, I like what you put there because I, I want people to understand is that just as we, two things, everyone starts out as a bad coach and everybody starts out as a bad programmer and it requires trial, error, mistakes, lessons. Like the, the, the reason why I would argue is like the reason why I became such a good coach is that I was such a bad one. And at the same thing goes for programming. Yeah. There, the, we all remember the week where we forgot that we're doing, uh, we did four shouldered overhead workouts in, in five days. <laughs> like, oh, shit. <laughs> I, I didn't even think about looking at And so, and we get this question a lot. It's like, oh, how do I get better at programming? What do I do is like, look at everything you can and understand and try to decipher where some of the patterns are going, how movements are put together, why they're put together, and just go out and make mistakes. Now, try not to do it with like 20 people. But you can be your own experiment. That's the coolest part of the affiliate is that you are your own human laboratory. Yeah. You can start there, but just start. And I, and I believe, and this goes for a lot of different things. And shoot, I'm guilty of this just as anybody else is that we are so afraid to suck at something that we just decide not to start. <laughs> or yeah. I don't want to try it. It's like, God, this is way harder than I thought it was going to be. Maybe it's not for me. It's like, no, just figure it out. Like you have to just get out there. It's called success for a reason. And the reason is you have to suck before you get the success, right? You can't spell it without the other. I always explain that to my athletes all the time. It's like, well, I'm bad at this. I'm like, yes, you have to suck at this first and then you will get better at it. And the reason is, is that to get better at something requires so much work and trial and error and faults and fails to get there is that you have to go through that to make sure you really, really want to be successful, right? Nobody wants to do this. Nobody wants to suck. Everybody wants to be good. But there's a different, and that what, that what separates good from, who, who, who was that person that was here three years ago? I forgot their name. Yeah. It's yeah. like, you just got to go through it. Yeah, and the nice thing is this, is that there's always a safety net. The vast majority of the people that are coming to your gym, they want to get a workout. So did they get a workout? Yeah, they're probably breathing hard. They're probably, I mean, maybe they were breathing too hard. Maybe they had to move too much weight. But at least they got the workout, you know. And um, I think what's important is that we, we talk about why all the time. I mean, we're talking about we're looking at, at, at different competitions. What's the why for their program? I think you need to have the, <coughs> you need to have the exact same why yeah when you design your workout why am i putting these in here why is it that many why is it that long why is it that short yeah and so when i look at so here's my concern about outsourcing programming 
Those people, for the same reason why I like in-house doing it myself, is the people doing that programming have no idea who you are, have no idea who your membership care is, and they don't care. Like, they're just putting it out there. And for the same reason, we all have our own personal biases when we do any type of programming, whether it's competitive, individual, or group training, or self, is it's the lens and the landscape of which you know in front of your face also dictates how you program. For example, I know, and I'm not going to say it by name, is, but you could probably figure it out. I know I've seen very popular affiliate programming that program as if everybody has their affiliate that they're programming from. Like, <laughs> all the bikes in, like, they just, it doesn't fit 90% of the affiliates that are getting this programming. And you see this program come out, and I've seen it in multiple different ones. I, I've been privy to like six or seven different ones. And you can tell who's programming based off the gym that they work out at. <laughs> it's like, 100%, we're yeah. going to program a workout that has three different weight bar be- war- weighted barbells. I'm like, who can do that in an affiliate? Right. <laughs> like, right. what is this? And that's the, that's the danger and pitfall when it comes to that. And this kind of, this goes into the question that Rich had, and this is actually a great question. And you were talking about this earlier is thoughts on a hybrid model, taking an individual program, mayhem compete as your template and then tailing the workout slash progressions, rep changes to better suit their athletes. Yes. In a sense of, I would prefer that than just taking someone else's programming and giving it to your membership base. Right. So for example, I mean, they mentioned mayhem. If you were to just take mayhem programming as a templated inspiration and then change it and modify it to fit the equipment that you have, the space you have available, the membership that you have, I would wholeheartedly encourage that because that's actually how you learn, right? You get a base. It's really hard to paint a white blank canvas. It's a lot easier to maybe look at a picture and then try to transfer that over with whatever you like to do, right? I will always encourage people to do that way more than just cut and paste from someone that you don't even know, right? And it's a great way to learn. It's a, it's a better way for you to understand your clients because now you start thinking about them. It's like, all right, there's a lot of rope climbs in here, but it's like, well, we don't really do that here. We usually save that for a Saturday. Maybe I'll move this to the weekend. And, you know, we got this group that usually comes in on Tuesdays. So let's, like, you, you're, then it starts teaching you how to think about your members, and the space and the equipment and the time frame at which you operate, your class times. Uh, and, and I would prefer that over just taking what they do and putting it in and like hopefully it works for everybody. Yeah, and, and I, I think it's great in what, what you said um, as far as modifying based, especially on the equipment and the time frame where you're going to put certain you know types of workouts or whatever. Um, I don't like to... Let me. Uh, I want to know your thoughts on this because I think it's it's important to know. We talk about you shouldn't program to your population, but how do you program based on knowing your gym? And I think that one of the things, like you mentioned, was definitely equipment. Mm-hmm. And you don't need to be a gym that has a whole fleet of twenty five assault bikes, right? 
to get a lot of good programming in. I mean, it's fun to use, but that's, I mean, in all reality, it's a, that's a very easy thing to, to use. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of gyms that have a lot of bikes like that, they, they tend to just like default to the bike, like throw, just throw them on the bike kind yeah. of a deal <laughs> yeah. rather than thinking like, okay, what are the ways can I get that same response? Mm-hmm. You know, something hard, something fast, yeah. a lot of power driven, whatever. Um, and then I, I just, we had a drop in actually this morning that said, you know, it's really weird. I, I, my old gym never did rope climbs and the, the gym that I go to now, it's, I feel like we do rope climbs like every week. I go, did you ask them why? Mm. She's like, well, no, I just, they usually say, Usually the answer is, well, you know, you should, you should want to do the things you suck at. And I go, well, I go, that's like saying that the CrossFit games was always programmed because (laughs) Matt and Tia won. I go, that, that's not an answer. I go, but but ask them, ask them why it's important. I go, I will tell you why we do ropes and where it fits and how it fits and why it fits. Um, But I think that it's important to not shy away from same thing. And you've said this before too. There are gyms that never program ring muscle-ups because they don't have anyone that could do ring muscle-ups. Mm-hmm. Should it still be programmed? I mean, maybe somebody wants to try to do ring muscle up sometime and they won't know unless that carrot's put out there. Yes. So you don't want to ever low bar your population ever. Yes, correct. You program to the best. Right. Modify for the rest. And if you are if you are deciding that you're going to program for the best person in your gym, then you better go above that person because mm-hmm. they will invariably hit it. And you want everyone else following them as well. Yeah. So go above that. You know, Put it, put that bar up. I, I am a fan of a high bar. I that, just, yeah, I, that, I really that was am. a very good clarification because it's not like, hey, lower the programming to your membership right. bases. Lower it to where you want them to reach for. Right. Right. Yes. But I, a lot of that is actually, this is uh, in this question, uh, Chelsea says, what is the most common problem you guys see now before I, th- before I think it was over programming for a class, in my opinion? That's it. That's the number one. That is by far... The number one thing I see now and how we swing back to this constant volume chasing over programming. And this is the problem that I see with most all affiliate programs is that they program so much shit because they don't have a class to run with it. Yeah. They're like, do it. It's like they cram 90 minutes of appropriate stuff and put it into 60. Like, this is the, the biggest problem I have. And the fallout of this problem is this phrase I'm tired of hearing, too, is, well, if we just programmed one workout for the day, everyone would get bored or ask me if this is all we're doing. I'm like, that's a you problem. Right. Like, if your workout is, let's just say the classic time frame for CrossFit is somewhere between 12 to 15 minutes. Your workout's 12 to 15 minutes. Shit, let's just say 20 minutes. For those 40 extra minutes, you should be coaching their asses off and teaching them how to do things. If anybody is standing around in your gym, even if it's for a five-minute workout, bored, you are doing something wrong. Like, if it's five minutes, guess what? Our warm-up is going to be a borderline chill workout. Because we got to prep you because the intensity that we're about to dance on you with. Or maybe there's squat snatches in it. We're going to spend 10 to 15 minutes in working up to the appropriate weight for the number of reps we have at the weight that we have programmed. Like you, there is no time that you should be bored in a class unless you're just doing a bad job coaching. And the problem is, is everybody, sorry, everybody's so afraid 
or or so bad at coaching is that they mask it with just making people do a bunch of shit. Hey, here's a 10-minute warm-up. It's on the board. Do it. Great. Now, get your warm-up weight set and do this three-rounder for, for warm-up. Cool. All right, here's the workout. Nice. Good job, everybody. Put that away. Let's get the rowers out. And here's our conditioning piece. And like you've done nothing but tell people to start and stop for an hour. Yep. Traffic cop. Tra- exactly. The lifeguard of the gym. Yeah. And the funny thing about saying lifeguard is like we're, we're talking about improving people's lives and saving them with health and fitness. You're actually doing the opposite. Right. Because you're going to burn <laughs> them out. You're going to run them out. You're going to get them hurt. You're not going to teach them. There's no, there is no time to teach in a lot of these outsourced affiliate programming that I've seen and analyzed myself. It's just, there, there, there's only time to get that and do this. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And the, it's interesting. I think that's, they're trying to make that be the selling point. Look at everything you get. Yeah. And a, a, a template of, a templated program is not making you a better coach because you have more things to say or more things to point to. Um, I mean, you know that we, we always do two parts generally, not, Mm -hmm. not every single day, but most of the days we will do two parts, Um, some sort of a strength piece, some sort of a conditioning piece, whatever. But um, we always have the first. So if you break up an hour, we have the first 30 minutes is, Warm up, our, our, the warm up that we do together, the mobility that we do together. We spend a good amount of time on mobility, and then the progressionary work of the pieces that we're going to be doing. I mean, if we're talking air squats, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on air squats. <laughs> we'll say, "Hey, this is what it looks like." And generally, you know, I'll look at my class to see who we have, and I'll make sure that everyone's moving. And I'll know if someone isn't moving, I'll know why they're not moving. There better be a reason why, other than just being lazy or whatever. <laughs> um, or if it's like, okay, we're going to be working on the snatch, then we'll go through our progressions of trying to get that. And it's like, you know, 10 to 15 minutes of just that one movement, trying to get it all in before we get into the actual workout. And it's, I like, I mean, you know, a lot of times you just kind of do what you do. And mm-hmm. I like when we have drop-ins that come in and they're like, wow, you guys spend a lot of time on the, the, the mobility piece and the, you know, doing all the barbell work and like the progression stuff. And, still have time to get whatever in. And I mean, and that's what I do as a program is I'm looking at not just a workout. And that's what, that's what I was talking about with .com. .com doesn't have time constraints. Right. At all. Right. Like they're, they're not equipment. It's going to be like, go get on your bike and ride 20 miles. We're going to do that in the gym. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't go swim in the gym, but you know, so when I'm looking at the gym programming, it is, I have an hour's block and I, I kind of foot like an hour, hour and 10 minutes ish somewhere in there um, that I choose to work with. And that's, that is part of the programming because I got to know how long I'm going, how yeah. long do I have to work with? Right. You know, what kind of clay do I have to build my statue? Um, you know, am I going to try to shove it all into a, you know, into a box or am I going to try to make it to where, Okay, I know that people can get if I'm going to have two pieces, they got to be able to get what I want out of them on those two pieces. Mm -hmm. It's not about checking the boxes for two pieces. Are they working whatever level of strength that we're we're trying to work at a particular intensity that I want them to hit at? Yeah. Um, And then what are we doing on the workout? And usually like if we do a longer one, if it's 20 minutes to 25 minutes, then it's obviously just one piece. And when we're doing two pieces, it's going to be 
you know, it's it's definitely like 12, it's no more than 15 minutes yeah. at all. Um, because I want to make sure that they get the the intended stimulus out of that, you know? So there's a lot of pieces that are go- that go into that. So and much. it's great when these other programs will at least put some time frames on there. Mm-hmm. And you got to practice those time frames because they don't always work. Yeah. They don't always work. No. I mean, shoot, you'd be like, oh, well, this is way going way further than longer than I thought it was. Or it was too short. I mean, I, I've, I've programmed a workout. I was like, oh, wow, that was nowhere near as hard as I had pictured it. <laughs> right. <laughs> totally. <laughs> In my head. But um, yeah, so I, I, the big thing here is that I, I see a lot of these affiliate programming networks just leaning into volume yeah, because that's what people want. It's like, since when did that matter? Since, since when did we cater to what anybody wanted in our gym? Like we want to get you your goals, but there's difference. There's, I swear to God, I'm going to write a children's book one day and for parenting just called wants and needs. (laughs) (laughs) kids need everything dad i need that i need it i was like no you want that there's a difference right here's what you need mark who just walked into my gym i was like you need to lose 50 pounds and you need to spend some time on your mobility especially in your ankles and shoulders you don't you want all of these things and you want to be entertained because you heard, you know, it's like, oh, cross it'll get me there. It's like, what you need is these certain things. And if you do all the things that you want, you're not going to get there. Because if you overtrain for the next six weeks because you just started deconditioned and poor mobility, you're going to get hurt getting what you want. Right? We know what you need. And that's, that, is the, that is the most important part about programming for your affiliate is that you need to understand what every single individual in your affiliate needs. And you mask that with giving them what they think they want. Yeah, totally. It's a freaking you want puppet this sock show. Or this sock? I already picked it for exactly. you. Exactly. I don't care which one of these you get. Yeah. So, I mean, here, I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to. You're getting so I'm going to peek behind. I'm going to pull the curtain back a little bit at the level one programming lecture. But those of you guys that think you picked what the workout was, no. Like, <laughs> you're like, all right, guys, we're going to run in a row. And he's like, row, my like, cool, run. Because <laughs> I already designed this at lunch. <laughs> like, you don't know what you're doing. I do. <laughs> and I do that with my children. Dad, I, I need that. No, you want it. There's a difference, right? Everybody yeah. wants volume. It's ridiculous. And that's why it's so important. So if you don't program individually for your gym, whether you're afraid, you don't think you're ready, you, like, fine. Then at least follow something that has a good base for programming and start to either watch it for six weeks and maybe you just watch, watch how your members do these workouts and you start to figure out what they're capable of. And then after six weeks, I was like, all right, I noticed everybody who's struggling with chest bar pull-ups. This one has a lot. There's 100. Maybe let's back it off to 75 uh, spend about five more minutes working on technique in the warm up, and then you start. Then for the, for the next six weeks, you tinker. Then you're, in, you're it's three months of what three months, 30 days times 90. like, yeah, 90. So you got 80 to 90 80. workouts ish 
in of eyeballs. I'm just like, all right, now I'm going to, you know, maybe you, all you do for a year is tailor something to your affiliate. Great. Right? But the best thing you can do is something that is tailored for your members. Not catered to, as Bill was saying earlier, but tailored to. Yeah. Right. Man, and it's, I just think it's so important. Um, I, I saw something, uh, it was a clip a while back that, I don't know if it was the CrossFit, the CrossFit book or if it was something, it was Glassman. He was talking about uh, Brendan Gilliam, mm -hmm. where he was asking about, uh, you know, tell me about this. When he was talking to Brendan, he's like, tell me about this person. You know, what's their kid's name? Where, where do they, where do they work? Where do they do this? Where do they, that? talking about that, that relationship. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's that piece is where you hide the mechanics of the programming. I now know that this person has an issue with squatting or uh, for whatever reason. They, they fell. They went on a ski trip. They went this. They went that. So I know what the workout's going to be. I know what it's supposed to feel like. I now know what I can give that person because mm -hmm. I know what this, I know what the intended stimulus is supposed to be. So instead of just going, okay, you can't do squats. Are right, you just going to do sit-ups? Well, no, I, I know what it's supposed to be because right. it's mine. And so I can really help you out. Now, granted, if you're the head coach and you're not coaching the majority of the classes, not everyone is going to have the same feeling about that you are, but that's kind of where you can kind of disseminate that stuff out. Unless you have, I mean, like, it's nice when you have coaches that have been around you and your program for a while. They've done it. They know what it feels like. They've coached yeah. it. They've they know how to scale it, it modify it. Yeah, they, they get it. So that, that saves a lot of time and energy. Uh, but that, I mean, that's, that's where you learn. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't personally... I would not tell people whatever programming that you're doing or not doing because the second you say, oh, we're going to change to this, whatever the this is, right? everyone's going to be like, well, I think that that's dumb that we had to do and this is stupid. They don't feel like it's theirs. Exactly. Give them theirs. Nailed it. So like Nailed it. The, the officers will know what's up. You guys just do your thing. Yeah. You coach it like you coach it. Here's the workout. Here's the, I mean, whatever, however you guys do your thing, but you, you, you put your spread on it and feed it to everybody. Mm. And then they think it's yours. And then, but you still watch them, see how they're learning, see how they're moving. What can they do? What can't they do? How do they respond? How was it on you as a coach? Can your coaching staff take care of whatever the stuff is that you're wanting to get done in that amount of time? Yeah. Do they need more cues or not enough cues or, uh, yeah. is the time frame right? For whatever you're trying to do. I mean, there's a lot of things to look at while you're doing that. Yeah. Um, but that's the fun part, man. That's the that's the finger painting part of programming. Yes, it is the fun part. <clears throat> uh Nivy. Goal number one for 2024. Get that level three. It scares yeah. me, but let's fucking go. Yes. All right. So coaching and education. I want to talk about cap one more time and just say is that I think. I realize I'm wearing a CrossFit hat right now. I think CAP is is the best for affiliates because it's programmed by people from CrossFit for CrossFit affiliates exclusively along with everything else. And it's, it's always funny to me. Like, is it the sexiest stuff in the world? It's like, no, but it works. It's never been the sexiest. It's never That's been the so .com has it. never been the sexiest. I told you, like, first time I saw .com was like seven by three deadlift, and I was like, "This is the dumbest workout I've ever seen." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and this was before I knew I was shitty at deadlifts. 
thought it's it was great at everything. It's the coach that makes it sexy. Exactly. It's the coaching yeah. that makes and, and here's the funniest part. I, I, I've always laughed at this is that people who want to open gyms come to CrossFit to become affiliates because they know it's the best product out there. People that want to become great coaches come to CrossFit to get the level one, level two, level three, and level four because they trust CrossFit to make us the best coaches in the world. Why wouldn't you trust CrossFit's programming for affiliates <laughs> in the same level as you do the other things? All right. So what I wanted to do is give everybody a peek behind the curtain of CAP and why for Nivy specifically, not just you, but why CAP helps people improve their coaching abilities and, and, and knowledge base. So <clears throat> let's see. This is, I think this is Saturday's. What is today? Is today Thursday? Yeah. Dude, let us all track of time. Yeah. Okay. This is Saturday's. Yeah. This has been a weird where Christmas lies. and Totally. <laughs> so, all right. The workout of the day is four four-minute AMRAPs, three hang power cleans at 95 and 135. The weights are already great. I'm glad I didn't see 85 in there. Six shoulder to overhead, nine lateral burpees over the bar, and 12 pull-ups. Three, six, nine, 12. Numbers are going up. Hang power clean, shoulder overhead, lateral burpee, pull-up. So you've got pulling on the back end, ones with the bar, ones in gymnastics. And then you've got pushing in the middle, ones with the bar, ones in gymnastics. And you loop through that for four minutes, take a two-minute break, and do that four times. That's 16. That's about 20 to 22 minutes for the workout. And this is where I really like this. You have intermediate beginner. I'm not a big fan of just like, hey, if you can't do it all RX, you're intermediate or you're a beginner. But what I like about this, if I'm a coach, is I say, okay, I know who's intermediate and I know who's beginner. So when I'm starting to think of like, what weight should I give them or have them try? It's right there. Start there. It just, right? They just want to give you a place to start. All right, I'll make the first brush stroke on your canvas and you take it from there. Because sometimes the hardest thing is like, where do I put the paintbrush? What yep. color do I use first? Where do I put, like, and, and that's what I like about this. Below that, this is arguably the most important part of the whole class, the whiteboard. All right, everybody come to the whiteboard. We're going to talk about what the workout is, why we're doing it, and how you're going to, about to have a successful day. And it shows you the intended stimulus. So the coaches that maybe are new, or don't understand all the nuances of programming and why we're doing it and what this whole workout's for, it's written right there for you. Two plus rounds each AMRAP, unbroken hang power cleans and shoulder overhead is the big goal. One to two sets on the pull-ups. And it's like, all right, one to two sets. Shoot, if it's one to two sets, like I, I'm not going seven and five. I just don't have that pull-up volume. Maybe I need to lower the pull-up volume to get this in two sets. I can usually do three or four at a time. So if I do that twice, maybe I should do seven. Boom, right? And then coaching goals. These are for all your coaches. By the way, if you guys are affiliate owners, your coaches have access to this. If you just plug their emails in, they can look at this all they want. And then you have a four-minute video going over the whole thing. And all you could really do is like, I'm just going to take that video and just repurpose it for my class, right? <laughs> Scaling, all right. Ways to scale hang power cleans. You can scale the weight or you can scale the movement as far as the piece of equipment you use. And it says dumbbells, kettlebells are another option in there. Overviews of things to look for, it has all that. Logistics to think about, all right. Partner options, workout briefs, time frames are in there. All in space walls. Huh. Space walls. 
Time frames are in there. Video resources of every movement being programmed is in there. And then below that, I'm not a huge like detailed guy when it comes to my class, but I've also been doing this for 15 years. So I, I, I've got it a little bit figured out, but it's okay. Whiteboard talk should only take about four to five minutes. Here's a general warm up for the class based off this workout. Here's a dynamic workout warm up based off this workout. Here's a specific warm up based off the movements in this workout. Here's all the progressions for each movement. <laughs> For this particular workout, including the pull-up and the push press and the shoulder overhead. Here's a mini round, get prep set, do we take a break, and now we're going. Oh, and here's all the things your coaches should be looking for the entire time they're watching their athletes work out, including what to look for and how to fix it, with what to look for and cues. And you're going to tell me you can't benefit from all of this information that they give you every single day? And that's if you don't know what you're doing and if you don't program specifically for your affiliate. But at the end of the day, I still come here for inspiration when I've got a little writer's block. We all have that. I go to .com, I come to CAP, and I look at a bunch of things on the internet. It's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of shit, It's a lot of stuff. And I don't think people truly appreciate the amount of stuff that is in here for affiliate owners and specifically coaches. And it's a great place to start on your programming journey if you want to become a better programmer or a better coach or a better cure. If you're going to take your level two, it, it's, you can't get better information than here. What to look for in cues. Practice it every day. The level three is more information. Level four, you better spend some time in here. Yeah. <laughs> because this is the level four. This is the level four. If anybody wants to take, this is it. They watch your whiteboard talk and how you talk about what the workout is. Do you know what the stimulus is? Do you know your progressions? Can you look for these certain things with these certain movements? Can you teach them? Can you cue them? Can you do this in real time? Like this is the, this is the level four. You want to pass level four? You should be looking at this every day. And that's my pitch. <laughs> that's, my, that's my pitch for just, just if you, if, for those that ask us, how do we get better at programming? If you coach in an affiliate, you have access to this. You just got to ask your affiliate owner to give it to you. And it's free. Free, sort of. It's part of your affiliate fee. You technically get paid for it. Right. <laughs> and, and, and if you don't program yourself, modify programming from someone else for your affiliate base. And the last thing I would ever suggest is just follow someone's stuff blindly. Oh, man. I would, I would never suggest that. Even, even though it's easy to do, oh, it saves me time. Your like, your, yeah. your people, your 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 clients are paying you to improve their life, right? And literally, they are paying you to do what if 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 you aren't giving them anything, and mm -hmm. you're saying three, two, one, go, they should be paying zero and doing dot com for free, right? I mean, shit, I did dot-com for free when I worked out at the regular gym. I've done more dot-com in 2023 than I have in probably yeah. 15 years combined. Just because of... <laughs> uh, I had a few more years on it than you did. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm probably not the case, but I've definitely have done it a lot, at least in the last decade for sure. But um, Oh, dude, without a doubt. Well, there was no... I mean, you were busy doing your programming. 
you know, I mean, mm -hmm. over the over the last 10 years of you having your affiliate. Yeah. So there wasn't a reason to do. I mean, you look at dot com. We'd look at dot com. Yeah. We wouldn't necessarily do dot com. No, but I'd scroll through it and be like, oh, I like that movement combo or that yeah. rep scheme or that time frame. Yeah. Uh, all constantly. See, and that's that's what I really like about and especially for the newer programmer with cap it gives you not just the oh here's a cool little mm -hmm. mix of 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 things for a workout it tells you why they put those ingredients together yes it's like watching one of those like british baking shows <laughs> they tell yeah. you oh, yeah reason i put the little sprinkle of it and it's not a big sprinkle it's a little sprinkle because if you put too much you put the i mean it gives you all of the reasoning for that mm -hmm. and that's how you learn it isn't just this because dude i i put these together and it's good look at like, this was, nailed it, but it Anything, have all go ahead no no, go no ahead. Go ahead. it says all right um yeah here's the barbell progression for the, there was hang power cleans and push jerks as part of this eight hang power cleans lean forward in front of the bar jump and squeeze the glutes and shrug the bar up to the shoulder like great Push press, keeping the heels pushed into the floor, pull the hips straight down, and then stand and press quickly. Eight, jump and lands with no barbell. Jump off the ground, squeeze the glutes while in the air and land. Push jerks, jump and squeeze the glute, then punch and land with straight arms. Like, it just gives you these things. Plus a little warm-up and how to add load. And uh, Dr. Evil just nailed this. This is actually a great suggestion is, Okay, say you get cap, look at the workout, and then before you look at all the information, write out what you think a good warm-up, dynamic warm-up, progressive, you know, specific warm-up would be, scales and whatnot, and then go down and see what they get. And then, right, like train your brain right. to do that. And yeah. I, think, uh, I think looking at that initially, like we said, six weeks, just look at it every day and then try that. Okay. I think I've, I've gotten some cues. I'm starting to remember what good scaling and modifications are these warmups and progressions. Every time we do push jerks, we work on, you know, strict press, push, press, push jerk. Sometimes we do it with an empty barbell and then we add weight as we like, you start to just get into these cool rhythms. And then the, the fun part is once you figure that out, coaching becomes more fun. I do it. It's so fluid. It it's, Exactly. And I don't want to say effortless because it just, it is, you're on, right? It is exhausting, but you're just wheeling that. You're just wheeling and dealing instead of like, oh, I wonder if this is right. And you're like, okay, Greg, grab your bar. All right. Let's just do some, like loosen up some strict press, work that bar path. Make sure you get that chin out of the way. Keep your tummy tight. All right. Let's add that dip. All right. Dip drive overhead. That's that push press. Now we're going to drive hard and land, right? We're going to get off the ground for the push jerk. Make sure you guys land with your elbows locked out. Hold that bottom position just so you, and then stand up all the way. And now you just know, and you're just doing it. Dude, it's so fun. It's you get awesome. like the main, my favorite is like, you get the main group movement, just like what you're talking about. Yeah. But then you see your one or two or three kind of that they like, they're just not able to get the little so sheep that get are getting everybody lost. Everybody going. And then you kind of zero went pop, pop, pop. Yep. And you come back to the wide view again. And then you see something, you, I mean, cause you'll see those things out of the corner of your eye. Mm -hmm. you, I mean, like that's why to me, like it's, it's so lifeguarding. 
I mean, it's, like it's yeah. so peripheral. Like everything, you're like you just <laughs> have this massive 180 degree. You see view. this like blip, and you're like, "What's that?" Oh, you're like, "Boom!" Well, let me see that one uh, more time. Do another ah, one. Put up a little higher on that. There we go. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. So being able to be like that in and yeah. out and in, in, like to me, that's so fun. Like once they get going in the workout, it's like, well, okay. I mean, you can come around, you can see, see right. people, and you can kind of help when they're doing their stuff, but that point like it's like your job's done right then, now then, it's just about now you're now you're like and that's the go, best guys. part yeah then you are we lifeguard it's like yeah. hey <laughs> what you would love to do and this is where i can't stand seeing this happen in coaching is that because you didn't give your athletes enough coaching in the warm-up you are now going to waste their time in the workout because you have <sighs> to stop them and show them i was like you know what's not boring being coached yeah <laughs> in the warm-up all right guys Five strict press, push through. Hey, might get your chin back, and then like three yeah. other people do it because they know they were probably exactly. that person like, too. You're right. And it's like, yeah. all right, dip forward. Hey, Sarah, don't dip forward so much. You're coming up on your toes. When you guys dip, just jam your heels down hard, drive through, squeeze your quads and your glutes to finish the press. All right, nice. And then you like you you put all that, and this is my favorite part about coaching. You put all that effort into the warm up, so that when it's workout time, it's like Sarah, what did I say about your toes? Like, oh shit, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Instead of like, hey, Sarah, put the bar down. Let me show you how to do a push press. <laughs> Sorry to all the Sarahs out there. but I know you were just getting a great workout, but now we're going to stop yeah. that two minutes in. Right. Two minutes into this five-minute workout. Whole workout. <laughs> the whole reason you wanted to come here was to sweat. Now you don't get any of that. Oh, Judy, this is not a dumb question. This is a very important question. Dumb question. Who has access to this? Anyone with an L1 or only affiliate owners? As far as CAP is concerned, only affiliate owners have access to CAP. But if you are a coach with a level one or even a member with your level one, they can basically add you to their team via email and send you a link. And then you would have full access to this as well. Because whether they're coaching or not, we don't know. Because I, I mean, I had plenty of people in my affiliate that just wanted to get their level one and never wanted to coach. Yeah. But more often than not, once they went to the level one, they came back and you're like, you know, I kind of want to start coaching. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just totally. maybe a couple of classes, a couple of classes. And that's where I would start getting my athletes to cut their teeth on programming themselves. I was like, hey, look, you knew, coach the Saturday workout, right? We had the free 9 a.m. or 10 a.m. free Saturday workout. I'll let you program it. Run it by me first. I'm like, Mike, this is two hours long. <laughs> yeah. like, they're doing 600 sit-ups. <laughs> but yes, that, that's where you go. Um, all right. That's awesome. That was good. That was good. Yeah. Long story short, always learn. Learn. Yes, please. Learn. learn. Take the time. Love to learn. Oh. I love to learn. Yes. And it's, look, it's hard. It's hard at first, but bam, once you're in it, like you get in that flow state in the coach coaching class, dude, it's so fun. And then it makes the workout fun because then instead of like military drilling people while they are working out and they're already half brain dead to begin with because they're tired, I just have fun with them. Yeah. Right? Like someone does a snatch and drops and I'm like, Mark, what the fuck was that? Because I don't know, man. I was like, lock your elbows out. Turn your wrists over. We just, we just went over that. And then, and then you, that's all you have to say because you set it in warm-up. Yep. I'm bored because I didn't get six workouts in my hour. 
Like, yeah, but you, I bet you still don't know how to do a pull-up the right way. Remember, uh, like, uh, if you've taken any, like, the lifting class, the CrossFit lifting classes, or even, like, if you do, a, like, an on-ramp or whatever, and all you do is the entire classes with the, well, even the level one. People do this in level one, where you don't touch a weight. Yes. And everyone walks out the next day, they're like, dude, my legs are so, so sore. My shoulders are so sore. You know, all we use is a PVC pipe, and I can't dude, move. Yeah. That first breakout group in the level one when it's just squats. Yes. And you put a PVC pipe in someone's hand, and you make them do a front squat, and it's the hardest thing they've ever done. quivering. <laughs> they just look like a, like a, a fuzzball because they're quivering I would so be hard. such a dick with that, too. I was like, and down? And I would just like <laughs> hold them there for 15 seconds. <laughs> But I mean, that's, that's, you know, if you're trying to fill time, like that's a very easy way to fill time where people are getting a, the workout or mm -hmm. a workout without it being an on the board written workout. Right. It's your warm up for that workout. Right. That's cool. It's like if you went to the track for an hour session, you have a main workout, right? Or, or just like look at any sport you ever play that involves some sort of like training and skill development, right? Like wrestling. I know we were talking about this uh, yeah. <laughs> earlier. It's like <laughs> wrestling, there's a lot of warm-up and prep. And it Lots. just could be like hand position, head position, right? Like new techniques, whether it's rolls or throws or, you know, slips. And then, it, then it's like, all right, now we're going to get more specific. And then we're just going to like spar or what do you, do you guys call it sparring? Or what no, do you call we, it? Live just wrestle. wrestle. Yeah. yeah. Live wrestle for 20 minutes. And you're going to rotate partners every three minutes. Like, yeah. All that's teaching, and then when you're doing the live wrestling, you are implementing the skills you practice in warm-up in the actual application, and then your coach might come by, and it's like, we just worked on this, or you're like, you're getting fucking mangled. It's like, yeah. you know, if you just slipped your elbow or your wrist under here, you'd actually be able to get out of this. Yeah, it's crazy. You would have a, you know, hour and a half, two-hour practice, and the actual live wrestling part, would maybe be like a, a 20 minute segment. Not that you're wrestling for straight for 20 minutes, right. but it would be like about a 20 minute time frame where you're working in and out for the rest of the time. You're right. It's like calisthenic stuff and you're doing some jogging stuff and you're doing some roll stuff and you're stretching out and then you're doing drills and then you're doing technique and then you're, you're going at this percentage and then you're going to do some other things. And it's like, okay, now you throw your headgear on. Now you go, now you bang for a little while. Yeah. And you come out and then it's like, all right, now we're going to do some sprints and then we'll do some rope climbs and then we'll do, you know, but like the actual wrestling part. Right. Like it's a, it's a percentage of like small because yeah. you can't, it's not sustainable. And that's what we're talking about. People like this volume of training crazy. Like, fast. Hey, I want to wrestle for an hour straight. And I think Dude. that's going to make me a better wrestler. I was just talking about this uh, with one of my members. He wrestled with me at Cal Poly and, and we do stuff with Cal Poly and we talked about a member like, and you guys wrestle together. Yeah, yeah, That's he was on my cool. team. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, we talk about like I have a very different perception now on what would be best for an athlete with like my CrossFit knowledge of mm -hmm. of, of training. I think for for more than anything else, and and we I see it in everything. I see baseball players that all they want to do is throw, 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 and hit, 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 hit. Football players that all want to do the exact same thing. Wrestlers that only want to just get in there and wrestle. And you you have the more you're doing, it's kind of like the the old Romanov like running thing where the more time oh. you're actually on the ground, you are increasing your chance for injury. Mm. The more time you're actually like for wrestlers, the more time you're actually physically live, full 100 percent live wrestling, 
yeah. you are increasing your chances of, of injury. The more you are doing live, you know, hits when you're when you're playing football, the more chance you have of injury. So it's like even even like weightlifters, they don't lift one rep maxes all the time because that's where rarely ever on every ever. right. So you never want to be like you want to be able to train so your body is ready to go at a particular mm -hmm. percentage to like get after it. Yeah. So you want to train the engine, but it doesn't mean that you want to do the exact same thing. So here we are doing CrossFit workouts. You don't need to have one hour's worth of all Metcons and all out, you know, Fran attacks for the whole time because it's going to crush it. Uh, it's just really interesting. It's really interesting. Yeah. Like really like being able to understand that, you know, and having it make sense. So you're saying intensity yeah. is the most important part. Oh yeah. Outside of skill development and practice and training and learning how to do the list before lifting heavy. That's what's just going to happen. That's where you learn. Right. Yep. But volume will not get you there. It no. is a fast track to get hurt. It's a fast track to get burned out and it's a but fast it, track to lose. I would say this, it's the fastest track for your members to lose touch with the coaches and community because there's no time to develop that. Like the greatest relationships I have were forged in the coaching. Yeah. Someone entrusted you to teach them how to do something, not tell you how to do something, teach you how to do something. You teach someone how to do something and they'll be indebted to you for the rest of their life. That's a bit hyperbolic, but you get what I'm saying. You tell them what to do all the time. Do this, do that, do this, do that. And they're like, fuck, okay. We're, we're out of 45s. <laughs> <laughs> but you teach them how. You, you teach them how, and then you watch it work, and then, poof, the byproduct being the community that you develop. Yep. Byproduct. Not selling point. But that was a whole other topic of conversation. All right. That was a good one, dude, for right after Christmas. That's a fucking gift. Yeah. Yeah, you guys that are welcome. good. Opens around the corner. Good. Open is around the corner. I saw Better it was like fuck, 60 dude. days or something like that. Huh? Like 60 days or I don't know. Yeah. I thought it was closer than that. Uh, maybe it is closer. <laughs> <laughs> the number is not ready is my number. <laughs> not ready. I'm, I'm almost there. I'm like 95% back. I did a handstand walk yesterday. Damn, dude. That's good. I got about 10 feet. Because <laughs> it, was just, it, was it hurt or just because of the balance? Balance, fear, everything. Uh, I did yeah. one handstand push-up that took about 10 seconds. <laughs> Just, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, yeah. Oh, yes, that's right. Someone pays attention. I'm assuming it's a joke from, uh, you know, if you want to learn how to do anything, go to TikTok. Yep. It's a very credible source. Uh, all right, team. Happy, what is it, Thursday? It is Thursday. Happy Thursday. Bill, so. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, dude. And Happy New Year. We got some questions. New Year. I'm super pumped. Um, the gear from OG Culture. If you guys haven't seen. 63 days. Thank you, Paulina. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's time, but it's not enough time. No, it never is. It never is. It never is. But uh, 63 days. Oh, yes. Not, not in 63 days. Not in 63 days. I can <laughs> front racking a barbell is still actually, I would say front racking a bar is the hardest thing for me still. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, I tore it doing it, 
and so that how tight it is uh, the back that, of my yeah. shoulder like if you guys have bad front racks it's not your wrists it's your lats and your rotator cuffs and triceps like it's everything behind the shoulder that's the problem mm. so we're not there yet we're getting close getting close all right everyone hope you guys had a merry christmas happy holidays happy new year we guys uh we'll see you on the flip side see yeah. you in 2024 uh we're bringing the journal back don't you guys worry Glassman Chipper will be back in full force uh, starting soon. We'll be getting back to our workouts of the weeks from Bill and I for all our Patreon members. Thank you guys so much for rolling with us there. And shoot, other than that, the more stuff you guys ask us, the more things we can answer. Hey, Zach, what do you miss? Uh, everything. But it's good to see you anyways. Bill, happy new year, Not buddy. Not that much. Later. <laughs> <laughs>